This DJ and TV show is sponsored by DJ Event Planner, Electra Voice, DJ Trivia and DJ Bingo, ProX Direct, NLFX Pro. Promo only. Odyssey cases. Perfect portals. JMOS lighting. Instant DJ requests. And our DJ and TV insiders. This is John Young from DJN TV. Thanks for watching. Welcome, everybody. It is Monday night. We are here. We are ready. We are excited. Well, I'm excited. Toga, Toga, Toga. No, no. To Toga, Toga. Now I'm scared. Away. I was excited. Now I'm scared. <laughs> I'm going to stand back and watch that because no matter how it turns out, it's going to be entertaining. <laughs> it's I, I don't want to watch John in a Toga. I'm no. sorry, John. I like you and yeah, all, but but not so much a Toga. No. Okay, fine. That's fine. No, no. But but no, I, I I'm excited. We are here. Last Monday was was the virtual training night. A little plug. If you did not get a chance to check it out. Um, go back and do so. I, I, I did not get a chance to join live that night. So I do want to give a quick thank you to everybody who was a part of that from the DJX, as well as those who, who did their interviews with me and everything. Thank you very much for being a part of it. And to those of you that watched, thank you for that. Yeah, we had some really, really good numbers and a lot of good feedback on, on last week's show. So that was uh, a, a little different style for us in what we did last week. And I think that's uh, something we're going to try to incorporate a little bit more, uh, getting more voices on and and, uh, and and more faces, I guess, in, on the show. So that was good. Very good. Yeah. Got the chat. We got folks coming in, Mike and Steve and Robin. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, so far, they've made the ones making comments, and we've got a few few more there that haven't made it. Howie's with us. Thank you for being with. So, so tonight, guys, I wanted to kind of talk uh, uh, about a topic that Dan Dan you threw out, and and kind of give us uh, Dan the the background of where you saw this, how it caught your eye, and and became um, something that we were going to hit tonight. So basically, what ended up happening, I was scrolling through Facebook, and I happened to come across Mike Walter, one of his posts that he had put. Um, and I don't even remember what the initial one was, but you know how Facebook sometimes will give you a couple extra like comments that are underneath. And I happened to catch one of those and the comments started going in a really kind of deep direction, um, where this idea of at some point somewhere down the road, all right, most of us are probably going to retire. It is very unlikely that we will continue this business until we, until we get taken away. Right. Like, you know, at some point we're probably going to step away. And so with that in mind, it becomes this question of how do we deal with that? Because this as a business, this is very ego driven. 
right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, most people do this probably for one, <laughs> I know, Jay, one of two reasons. I said most people, I didn't say all, um, but most people do this for one of two reasons, money or stroking their ego or, or a third one, which is both. Um, and, and so what ends up happening is we step away, we'll take away the money aspect out of that, but you no longer have the people coming up to you and telling you, oh my gosh, you're the best thing ever. How, how we as a person then kind of go on. And, and also, you know, for a lot of us, and again, not everybody, but for a lot of us, we get into this state of constantly associating ourselves as a DJ. Like that becomes our identity, right? You know, I, I am DJ Dan or I'm DJ DC a lot of times to, to people. And, and so as a result, we become that piece. And so if we no longer have that piece, how do we cope with our own identity? Sure. Right? How, do, how do we cope with that piece? So, so that was kind of where this came from, this idea of, of really tracking down and, and being comfortable with no longer being who, who we're known as mm-hmm. not, who not, not no longer being who we are, but no longer being who we're known as. Known as yeah. And for those of you who follow Mike Walters uh, posts, he does this on a semi-regular basis is he'll take, you know, he's, he's one of these guys who will, you know, throw a grenade into a room and then see what happens. And I think that was one of those those threads is he basically made a statement and it, he knowing that it was going to get and ironically the the statement initially and where this went in this this part of the thread were Very completely true. different and it was really it was a good um, a good eye opening discussion uh, that they they continued on from that so yeah I thought that would be a great topic for tonight to really dig into that because I think a lot of us are are getting to that point where we're going to be needing to to look beyond and. And it's actually something. There's there's four or five uh, DJs that I talk to on a regular basis that are younger than than all of us, and it's like starting to talk to them about that process of what comes after. You're successful. You're doing things right now, but now you're getting married. Now you're getting you're starting a family. Now that and what you're doing today is not going to be what you're doing. You're not going to be able to do what you do in five years. What you're doing today, it just doesn't work anymore. Once you have have all these things together in your world, now you have to. Look at what's next and transition there and then transition again and transition again. So it's something that I think anybody over the age of 25 is really going to be looking at here at some point in time in the future. Uh, okay. So MJ, your thoughts when it comes to how much the DJ, the DJ world, as far as the DJs in, the, in this industry, identify as DJs, that that's probably the most important part of their identity. Say that again. DJs, you 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 run into a lot of club guys in in your market. How many of them, basically, if you would take the DJ away from them, how important is that to their identity? To the point, if you would say you're no longer a DJ, they would be lost, walking in circles, possibly even to the point of being a huge detriment to themselves. From my experience, it has surprised me. How many DJs that I thought were all about that, that walked away clean? Just, I had friends here in the city who competed in DJ competitions, graduated from college with their masters, and have never DJed since. Wow. Um, Another person was a policeman 
and he and met a girl, moved out of state, and that's all he did was be a p- policeman and a, and a and a husband and a and a and a father. That's it. So it's it's how do I say this? People come and go with it. Mm-hmm. So you will have seasons. I another friend of mine walked away for seven years. And now he's back doing stuff and doing weddings and doing little gigs here and there. Works a day job. Sure. So it it's as many as I would have said before those examples came into my life. We're like, oh, they all just they don't even know what to do if what happens. Um, most of them, I think, to them, it's it is partially something they love and partially part of who they are. But I don't think the percentage that gets crushed by that loss, that identity, I think is small. Now, one question I have, when you're thinking about those examples that you used, how how long were they in the business? I mean, were, you know, were these were these mid twenty mid to late twenties? Were these mid to late thirties? Thirties, thirties. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was just they like one of the things that, while, think that you know, I've, like I said, I've seen people walk away for a while, and I know I've sold equipment over the past couple of years to people who I'm getting back into it after 15 years, that sort of thing. So. It's I, as much as I like to say every DJ is full of their own ego to the point they're puking. Um, I don't know if it's that way. A lot of them just love it. It's like a, I always I always talk about DJing like for guys that are like old, like John and I. <laughs> Sorry to throw you under the bus, John. Um, when we were growing up, everybody wanted to be a guitarist. You want to be a guitarist want to be that rock star. Yep. And it, no matter whether you played in a band or tried to play in a band or whatever, that's kind of what I think DJing is to a lot of people. A chance to get out and do some stuff, maybe make a little extra cash. They love the idea of it, love being a part of the scene, but it isn't their full, consistent everything. They have other things that they do, even though they'll love it or stop if something's on TV or on in, in you know internet. Um, but I think the people who identify that is not as many, as, at least in my opinion, not sure. as many as you think. Yeah, that's surprising. I kind of figured with some of the people who have been at that higher level that that would have become such a a major part of their life that when it came time to step away, it would have been very difficult and they would have struggled. What I see the struggle is the opposite to where they're still in it and not as successful as they think they should have been or they're not recognized. I've been doing this for 30 years. People need to recognize. And those are the bitter ones. Those are the ones that, you know, I look at and go, I want to do anything but be them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I think I see a lot of people that haven't quit and lost their identities. People are in it and don't have the fame they think they deserve. And they go ballistic to everybody who gets any sort of success ahead of them. So let's, let's even look- their friends. I've seen I've had it happen to me two or three times. I've had success with something and I've had a DJ friend just literally call me up swearing at me like I'm a horrible person because I should tell them that they should hire him instead of me. So, so, so that's, that, that might be with a person that uh, really we're, we're kind of going to be hitting is that person who's been doing it for 30 years and their whole life is so wrapped up into it that they are of- offended. They are jealous of anyone else who's in, in the world because that's the beginning and end for them, I think, is their DJ, their DJ career, DJ ability, or DJ business. And the day that they step away, I mean, is that person, have they defined themselves so much that the day they step away is like there's, you know, they, some of those, some of the people are single and, and uh, don't have any family and don't have anything. And, uh, 
you know, all it, of these mentions I mentioned are family people. Okay, so they, some of them with day jobs, even. Okay, so that um, even then, yeah, so they do have some other. It isn't just. Yeah, the it's DJ. it's. How can I describe this? It's a tough thing to describe because you see a person who has put their heart and soul into something, mm -hmm. you know, and that's where I think it gets lost is that you don't see the separation. Because it's one of the things I tell young DJs. I said, your absolute best day of DJing does not define you any more than your absolute worst day of DJing defines you. That is not your worth. Almost none of the stuff you do as a DJ is your worth. What you do for your significant other, your children, your friends, that's your worth to this world. The other stuff you do for, for fun and money, like mm -hmm. you said, John. And if you get that separation to where I love doing this, I do identify as that, but that's not everything, you're going to successfully move through life without becoming bitter. But if you can't de detach your identity of worth, the worth part of it, then that's that's where it hurts more than just losing the identity of I'm a DJ. Yeah, very, well, very true. One of the things I think that also, you know, for, for some of us, we, we build our business. Right. So, so whether your business is is you singly going out and doing events in some place or whether your business is a company that you built and possibly with multi op and, and, and that kind of thing, you build this. And so this becomes for some people their, their baby, you know, what I mean, like like they they got it from the start and they sold it through the growth and everything else. And and again, it, it becomes to this point when you step away. I mean, you know. Think of, think of those of you that are parents of kids that have now gone on to college when they step out of the house and they're going away. Like, I, I still remember my dad when I went away to college, like my dad grabbed a hold of me like I've never felt before. And, and you know, it's not that I was gone. I was coming back on breaks, mm -hmm. but it was still that idea of leaving. And I, I think sometimes for some of us that because of how we've grown it. I mean, it's not a person, but it feels like it sometimes. We had that absence. We had that pit, you know, when, when it's gone. Sure. Um, and, and hopefully. <laughs> hopefully I just, uh, I just hopefully instead of empty nest syndrome, it's empty booth syndrome. There you go. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. But but hopefully this is, you know, hopefully this is also is, is you're, you're choosing to do this, right? You know, you choose to help your child go along. You choose to step out of this. Um, you know, I, I think for some of us, you know, we would really have that hard time um, if suddenly we would just, and I think, you know, as MJ said, you think of some of those people that, you know, are bitter because they're not getting events. They're bitter because they don't have things. Um, you know, that's your, that's your business gets taken away from you. Um, you know, stepping away, you want to have pride in it, but you also want to be like, oh, it's gone. I think, I think the, the idea that stepping away, even though, you know, like we watched Randy Bartlett as an example, retire and, and work his way to getting out of the industry with doing shows and then working his way out of, you know, he was with us for a couple of years doing content, but he, in his Facebook group, but he's worked his way out of that, uh, you know, kind of gradually stepping away, stepping away. And it helped him to redefine himself as a, uh, you know, a DIY, uh, you know, house repair guy. Uh, to a point, and and I say that because he made it very known. If you follow Randy, that he's you know using a screwdriver wasn't something he would have done at before a couple of years ago. Where Randy found a different, different outlet, a different goal, 
series of goals, however you want to look at that. But it gave him, he had something, and he was able to define his worth uh, using MJ's thoughts on the things he could do around the house and the things he could do to take to build and, and repair and, and remodel his cabin that he was working on. And I, I just wonder if, as DJs are looking at it in a situation where it's taken away, in essence, and the, the business goes away and your skill set, whatever, drives people away, if if there can be a goal that can replace that in your life or if it's just going to become that nagging, bitter person for the rest of their lives, or if you get to a situation where you go out on your own terms like Dave Turnier is uh, talking about doing, then you can it's easier to change your, your goals and to develop a worth in a different area um, for you know the the good of society or the betterment of your family, whatever that may be. I think you have to you have to really kind of find something that you like to do. You know, for 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 a lot of us, whether whether this is part for for the music collection, for the cue points, like all the things that we do, of course, there needs to be something that kind of helps fill that gap. And you know, whether that's a whether that's a bunch of things, whether that's you know becoming whether that's different hobbies you want to pick up, whether it's you know Randy's situation of, of you know reconstructing a cabin from the ground. At least that's what it sounds like some days. Um, you know what, whatever happens to be the case there, I think it's important for you to be able to try and fill it with something. Otherwise, you kind of go, you know, you just had this, you had this empty, you got this emptiness. Go ahead, MJ, say it. <clears throat> you don't know what I'm going to say. I don't, but I know you're going to say something. No, I'm just thinking, I'm wondering whether this fits in here now or later, kind of what we had talked about before the show. <laughs> or I was, you, you, you weren't sure which way I was going to go with that. Yeah, put it now. It's okay. All right. So 2020 was a great year for me. And I know I don't mean to disrespect anybody that lost anyone during that time. I don't, that's not why I'm saying that. But it helped me recenter and lay a foundation of what's important to me. And more, more importantly, I think it, it more helped me redefine what's important to me. And I do have a book coming out, and I swear it. I know I say it a lot, but honestly, it's coming. Uh, I have an album coming out next Tuesday. I'm re-releasing an old album from 20 years ago that comes out next Tuesday. So I'm busy on all these things, but one of the things that I realized, and I've kind of really defined it better, I was telling Dan, oh, Dan and John that over the past two years this, is that I don't plan on retiring. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to DJ forever, but I am not going to take the mindset of quitting because everything I do, to some level, I love doing. Sure. So... I'm not looking at my life and going in 10 or 15 years, I'm going to walk away from the DJ business. I'm maybe DJ totally different things or maybe DJ, you know, fundraisers or, or what? It doesn't even matter. He'll become the polka guy. I'm going to say no to that. Okay. Well, Richie. Plus it pays Richie a lot and has no really pretty chicks. You know, I'm not going to argue about I that. Did say, I did say the old folks home. Yeah. In 15 years, they, be might be, they might be looking pretty younger than me. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, like I said, I don't plan on retiring. So I'm looking at my life. Like I said that as I go on forward, like you said, Dan, filling it with things. I heard a guy one time who was a, um, uh, what do you call that? Uh, a bull rider. And he lived for bull riding and ended up getting injured to the point where he couldn't ride anymore. Sure. And 
somebody asked him, what are you going to do now? And his literal words were, I guess I'll just have to find something else I love. And it was so calm and just like it was nothing to him. But I think he had a good perspective for all of us is that you've got to keep busy, find things you love, do them, do the same things in a different way, maybe. But I don't, I mean, I don't know Randy's life, so I don't know what to the level he was doing stuff, but I guarantee beyond that cabin, he's still doing creative stuff. Cause that my whole book, the reason I brought up the book was the whole book is about the fact of people who have dodged their creativeness or had to walk away because of a certain situation, but that creativeness still nags them because it's a part of you. So you have to find a release. So if Randy's release of creativity is this cabin, he's still in the same mindset, but doing something different. And that's what I'm looking at as I move forward is not the quitting, but I'm just going to move. And if my move is with music, it's going to be with music. If it's with words, it's going to be with words. If it's a mix of both, if it's something different, I don't know. But I'm not going to cut it out of my life. I'm not going to cut anything out of my life until if it goes away, it goes away. So that's my mindset. And I know it's different. And Dan, Dan at the beginning, because he's like, I don't know if you're going to say you're going to quit now or you're never <laughs> going to quit. I could see I would believe either one. And it's kind of a, a little bit of both because it's I'm looking at my life going. I what I'm doing now is, again, one of the key things my sister pointed out about the book is that I'm not writing it from a point of I'm a person who's super successful. This is how you become me. It's no, I'm making an average living like everyone else where before in my life, I was like, I have to make it so that I can do all this stuff. I've got to make it rich. I've got to make it famous so I can do all this stuff. Well, I was already doing all this stuff. <laughs> so why not just do all this stuff? Mm -hmm. So I went from a chase to a do. And I think that's a mindset as you get older um, instead of looking at that retirement date, just in, in the Chinese culture, 60 is a, is a pivot point. They don't call it a, an ending, a retirement. It's a switch, a, a, a new thing. And that's what I think would be the best for anybody talking about getting out of the business. If you love it, do it to the level that you can still love it. I don't know. Does that make sense? Oh, certainly does. And I, and I think part of it, as you, you're talking about the different things you're doing, is that uh, there's a level of diversity in that, which is another thing that came out of 2020, learning that we need to be more diverse than just what we're doing. And and uh, um, uh, Rocky Rocky mentioned it up here, uh, that if all you have is that business and you're, you're wholly wrapped around that business and that's you and you are it. Yeah, that is a very sad thing. Whereas if you have family, if you have friends, you've you've developed relationships, you're working, you know, volunteering, doing things, you've got life. You have more more options and you have um, less anxiety when it comes to that time where you start looking and saying, gosh, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be. These speakers aren't aren't moving themselves like they used to for some reason. And you need to start making some of those hard choices and moving on. It's a lot easier if you've got those other interests rather than to pour all of your eggs into one basket and all of a sudden the basket is gone, whether you had to let it go or you, it was taken from you. And then what do you do? Uh, you had talked about the kids, Dan, you can jump on this right after if you want, but you had talked about, you know, empty nest syndrome. And that's, that's what happens is parents don't know how to be a couple and they were being parents. And when they stopped being parents, they, they spent so much time being parents, they forgot how to be a couple. So when the kids leave, a lot of marriages fall apart because they just don't know what to do because it was an all or nothing kind of thing instead of both things. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and that that's the same way with a business that you see what you do and find what underlying in that drives you to it. Is it the people like Dan? I can see Dan. He likes being around the people so he could do anything where he's working with people and and stuff like that. And I think that would fulfill that in him. You just have to find what what drives you in that. Mine is creativity. And and Mikey in in the chat, I think this is way way back earlier when we first started talking about Dave Tournier. He he mentioned you know he found it difficult because of the idea of the love of the music. Like if you love music and you love playing music, you will want to do that. Um, and so any anybody who does the opposite of that seems to to kind of go into like it seems it seems weird to somebody right like you know if i'm if that's the reason why i do this and and mj you're talking about seven way like that seems absurd to me um and and so i totally understand where he's coming from with that the other thing that i i think that becomes difficult in in a certain way you know when we do events and and, and I'll, I'll i'll speak to mine i get a high off of for lack of better terms, puppet mastery, right? Like you play music and they dance and it's like, mm -hmm. yes, right? Dance so like that that feeling, maybe pu not puppet mastery, but you get the idea, right? So the uh, when when you're doing that and, and you get that, you get that energy, you feel that, like I think in some aspects, it's very hard to replicate that in other fields, right? It's, it's very hard to feel that energy coming from somebody else when you're, when you're no longer playing to them, right? You, you can get that accolades from, you know, from the volunteer, you can get the, Hey, thank you very much. We really appreciate you. You can get all that kind of stuff, but you don't quite get the same, the same type of, of back and forth that you would get when, when you're DJing. And so I think for some people also the, the idea of stepping away, not saying that I need that, but I really like it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so to step away, to not suddenly not have that, like that was like I I still remember I got into high I got into uh, DJing through radio in high school, and there, there's kind of an adage among radio guys, which is you can't leave. Like like you make horrible money as radio DJs unless you unless you go national, right? So, but the problem is they don't want to leave the business because they catch the bug, right? And so. For some people, and that like for me, when I finally got out of radio, it was when I suddenly got more into mobile, and I I took my bug from here and put it over there. Sure. Um, and and so I, you know, I, I do see where some people would have that difficulty with that emotional high energy being stripped away. What What if Dan, you get to a point in life where you don't have to do the weddings for money? I'm there now. But, but you love doing them. That's where I'm at now. What could you do, do differently, but still keep that into a into a position where you, did, you can manage it physically and all that as you age? That that's what you look at. Like, what can I do? I don't have to go out on tour as a rock star, right. but I can play on the weekends. Figure out what works for you. That's that I think is the most important thing is finding that where you don't walk away, but you're you still do what you love in a way that doesn't require you. To make that paycheck where you're just like, I really love this. I'm gonna go have some fun sort of sort of mentality. Yeah. Could you I, find I, places in the world to do that like that? Well, I'm sure. I'm sure there, you know, there, there's anything and everything. I mean, whether it's, um, you know, whether it, I mean, there, there's nonprofits that hit people up nonstop, right. And left, you know, there, there would be the perfect example of ways to give back in a, in a 
quality of group that would probably love you endlessly for what you're doing. Um, and, and yeah, you wouldn't have to worry about the money aspect and they would be very happy that you didn't have to worry about the money aspect. Um, I, I think, I think in the same respect though, at some point, like when, with what I'm talking about, at some point you're, you're going to decide not everybody again, but you're going to, you're going to get this feeling like I need to step away. Right. You know, the, the last thing we, I think any of us want to do is be the, be the DJ who's hanging on just because they're hanging on. Right. You know, the, the idea of, you know, I win the Super Bowl I, and then I retire. Right. I, I go out on top. Right. So, so the, I'm sorry, I use the sports analogy, MJ. I'm sorry. Um, I played a buttload of sports. All right. Anytime you want to go one on one on any sport, let's do this. Video games don't count. Um, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> video games don't count. I, in case you didn't hear it, I just wanted to help you with that one. Video games don't count. Anytime, Daniel. <laughs> I know. I know. I kid. I kid because I do know you. You okay, showed. Let's take. Uh, I've I've seen you. You showed us proof that you you have played, and but I'd like to throw that out anyway. No, but let's um, let's take a let's take a look at that. Why couldn't you? find a spot in the DJ world where you're DJing because you love DJing. What, what maybe let's say you, you helped a younger DJ where you just became, you say, Hey, throw me 50 bucks. I'll come and and they do all the heavy lifting and you still get to be a part of it. I mean, it doesn't, there's no reason that you we're not professionals that have an end date. Okay. We're not like the sports right. analogy. So right. why not? If you're still able it, to perform the task, why not? Because I think at some point, at some point, we've got to weigh that decision. This, and, and that's what that's what I'm saying. Like this is this is the kind of where I'm talking about with this: the idea of choosing to step away at a certain spot, and then what happens next? Not, I have an end date, so I've got to be out of the business at this point, and now I'm missing out. But at some point. I'm so, so case in point, I have a neighbor, he, I, I'm not positive, but I believe he's choosing to retire from his DJ business at the same time he decides to retire from teaching. All right. And, and part of the reason for that, and, and Keith, if I'm wrong, I apologize. Uh, maybe you're younger than I thought, but with that is the idea that you, you choose to retire from this. So I'm going to retire from this. And now I'm going to have that free time to devote to traveling with my wife, whatever might happen to be the case at some point this is where I'm talking about this idea that if you're choosing to step away, what are you going to deal with emotionally? Again, like MJ said, we don't have an ending. So if you want to be uh, the, the viral guy from year, a few years ago, who was like 85, he's in the club, you know, doing this and they're paying you for it because you love what you're doing. Awesome. But if you're choosing to step away at some point, what are you going to be worrying about? What are you going to conflict with within yourself? Yeah. I have a friend here in the city. He's in his seventies. He's officially retired, been DJing since the days of disco. And he DJs out more now than he than most people do who chase this dream with all their heart. But he does different things. He does uh, a once a month the, the county wine mixer where he just plays background music. He DJs at a place where he does soul and funk, something different at a different place every once a week. He does his uh, the neighborhood um, farmer's market. He plays music for farmer's market to the point where People like him there so much, they got him a fully uh, solar panel-powered setup that he comes in and doesn't have to be plugged into anything. So he finds these outlets, and then he'll do occasionally, they'll do like a, um, 
an old club from like the eighties. Remember, we're going to do a such and such reunion and he'll spin those. And it's, that's what I'm saying is that if you love it that much, there's no reason to even think about stopping. Just change it a little. Do what you love. No, if if you again with the speakers, John, one hundred percent. We had a discussion the other night, mm-hmm. some of us, about the a girl DJ that I know she's getting older, and she loved the fact that they had the speakers that had the power up. Yep. Then 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 she discovered the array systems where all you do is click them in place, and that, that became the next cool thing that she liked. Mm-hmm. And that's you try to find stuff like that. Uh, if you love it, there's fine. You know, there's a thousand things you can do. Just. That's why I say I don't I don't plan on retiring. I don't even see myself going I'm going to uh, just whatever. When you get when you mentioned uh, seasons and I think that's a big part for a lot and even some of uh, the folks that are in the chat room tonight that I recognize some names is I think that the thing that motivated you is going to change throughout the seasons of your DJ career. Uh, Dan had mentioned that having the passion uh, getting those people out there and you know you know dance my little puppets dance type of thing was a a driver for him and i think at one time that was probably a driver for myself also that uh you know getting out there and make having a crowd that goes crazy and and are screaming you know from song to song and singing along you know there was that that excitement and motivation um i think it gets to a point though that that can change not for everyone but for some people that's no longer a a a driver for us because you've got other interests that 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 passion has has dwindled there maybe, or that passion has moved to other areas. So then you get to the point of now, am I doing it just because of a paycheck? And and you've got to ask and, and answer those questions because in some cases, um, you know, there's I know many DJs who are out there doing it, and they're they're kind of miserable. I mean, they go they'll enjoy it, but they don't enjoy it like they did. And and I mean, as Mark mentioned up above, you know, he's ready, he can't wait to get out of the DJ world but he wants to stay in the entertainment industry. And mm-hmm. that I get that uh, wholeheartedly, but it's that motivation is something a person really has to look at and say, you know, why, why am I there? You know, why, why am I still doing this? Do it. Am I doing it because I love it? Or is it because it's, you know, an easy way to make money as far as it is, or is it one of those things that I've just done it so long that I can't, I just haven't thought of what life is without it. And maybe it's one of those things that a person needs to see. Is there a, a DJ John that's that's no longer DJ John. It's now just John doing something else type of situation. Um, it's awesome. Go ahead. Dan. I was gonna say. I think it's also important for us to, that if you are going to get out or you decide to to get out from from the profession side of it, right? So you're still going to play. You're still going to, you know, maybe maybe you'll stream, right? You know, that's another way you can get still play and, and not have to worry about like you can set up in your house and you don't have to worry about like plugging equipment around right so but i think it's important that if you if you decide that you're going to get out that you actually have a legitimate plan on getting out all right so i was actually talking with my cousin this afternoon uh new cousin like well i shouldn't say new cousin he's been my cousin for years i just didn't know it um but he's a dj down in orlando and and we got talking and he's talked about how he's kind of like edging towards this other field like he's doing more home and and audio type installation type of things for some people and whatnot and he's had that for a while, but he's kind of like phasing out of trying to phase out of his DJ business to more of doing that. Right. But the problem is every time he tries and goes more in that direction, he gets pulled right back for somebody that wants him for an event and is willing to pay him for it. And, and it's one of those things where, you know, that can become very, I don't almost feel like that can be more taxing on you than anything else. Right. Because you're like, Oh, I'm going to get out. I'm going to get out. I'm going to, Oh, they're pulling me back. 
You know, now if that pullback is once a month, then probably not as taxing. But if you're out of it for six months and then you got to pull back and it's like, oh, now I've got to, now I've got to reintroduce myself to what exactly is the greatest music to play. What is, you know, all those other nuances of what we do, it, it can be hard. It can be very hard on you too. So I think it's important for you to have a plan and what, you know, very much like Randy did, this is it. Like, I'm not going past this date. And he still kind of get, I think I pulled back once or twice, yep, but then yep. he was like, this is, this is it. And when he, once he got to that, I think like the second or third time he sold he his gear to it. Yep. He sold the gear and sent it down the road. Yeah. What do you say? What, what's your, what's your chances, John, that he'll come back to do something for fun on somebody else's equipment? I think fairly unlikely. Fun. Um, because his his really his big part of it was a, being an MC, and yes, he he would play play music and such. But okay, I I, I think Randy and and even even like myself, if if I were to walk away from the DJ industry as I look at it, what would I what part would I miss the most from it? Us, Dan uh, it, and it would be it would be the friends, the friends that I've I've made in the industry. Obviously, are going to be the the biggest part I would miss. I wouldn't miss going out and doing events. I wouldn't miss the crowds. I wouldn't miss the the late nights and such. And part of it is that the things that motivated me in the past to to get me excited to go do these things, I've I've found working towards goals and working towards things, especially in the last uh, two years where I've been you know really kind of looking at the health side of things and the fi- the fitness side and and spending more time with that. And you can see improvements and you can see growth and you can see a progress. You can have a goal. You can work towards that goal. Then you can go and set another goal and work towards that. Those are the types of things you really can't do in the DJ industry. Yes, you can set goals for sales. You can set goals for that. But overall, it's not the same. It's not where you can, you know, we all know that we're going to have a bad gig. And yes, you can have a bad day running or whatever. I get that. And you can, injuries will pop up and things. But it's, it just doesn't, doesn't inspire me like it used to. So it gets to the point now, it's like, okay, where does that, where does the motivation, where do I get that passion and that, that excitement in my life? And, and it's just not in the DJ world anymore from my, from my standpoint. I'm good at what I do. This past weekend, I you know had the wedding and did, did the thing and, and I had people who came up and they're like, yeah, we're hiring you for our wedding. And it's like, yeah, great. Just, I don't know how long I'll be doing this anymore. You know, I might, <laughs> I might decide in two weeks that I'm, I'm going to pull the plug. I mean, it won't, but um, you know, it just, you don't know uh, where that, uh, that is. I mean, that, we flash back to 2020. A lot of our brethren uh, decided that, hey, wow, this this kind of sucks. I, I I can't make any money doing that, and they walked away, and they've never come back. And I can see that um, that being a thing because of that. What motivated them at one time probably just doesn't do it anymore. I think a, a way to look at this is that in your mind, not driven by money, not driven by fame, not driven by anything. What level of busy does your brain like to be? And you have to fill that after you walk away from that thing that you're walking away from. Because that emptiness of not having something to work on will drive your brain crazy. You will lose health. You will lose mindset. You will lose everything. So like Dan said, if you do have an ending point picked, Keep in mind how busy you like to do things, whatever it is. Like for me, the creation side of it is a lot of it. And that's why that even if I never needed to make money, I was the other day imagining what would I do if I didn't need to do all that? Mm -hmm. I would take on bigger creative projects 
like bigger art things and stuff just because i'd be like okay i'm just my brain wants to work on this sure and it has nothing to do with that so you just and it can be family it can be anything that fills your mind with that uh but keeping busy uh, a friend of mine, his wife, an older gentleman, I, I've known his kids for years. Uh, his wife passed away, and I asked uh, his son the other day, how's he doing? And he said, the grandkids are keeping him real busy, and that is his focus right now. Mm-hmm. And that thing, you just need to have something that fills that spot. Otherwise, you will spiral and crash. Like Randy's Randy's uh, uh, cabin is a perfect example. I've had friends who rebuilt cars, for, and, I, and they called it their therapy to, to get over a bad situation in life because it kept their minds and hands busy rebuilding a car. So you just have to find, in my opinion, this is just what I, just my opinion. I think if you, if you're able to find that thing for your brain and stuff, you're going to be good. And and I think that that thing is, it can't be, you, you can't overlook that. And I was actually talking to a, a local person here whose husband passed away, uh, passed away a few years ago. And, and he was getting to the point, I think he was like four or five years from retirement. And as he was getting closer to retirement, he didn't have that next thing to look forward to. And he was starting to lament the fact that he was going to have to have to be retiring because of, of age and, and health situations. And he's he was and he never made it to retirement. Um, another, you know, another gentleman over down the road uh, that uh, was working at my parents place. He he also was was trying to figure out some retirement things at the last minute and he didn't really have that next thing. And um, it, it became tough to to continue to take care of himself and do this and do that. And, and over over time in that, you know, the three years, his health had deteriorated to the point where he he died. Um, it's not having that, not being that that diversity of interests or, or or diversity of passions and motivations can be very deadly. And we all know stories of people who retired and, you know, Lori's got eight obituaries. And I think three of them are people who retired recently. And it wasn't because of COVID. It was just because they got bored and they, there was nothing to do and you know life was over for them. William Shatner has said he never plans on retiring. He went to space a while back. You know how old he was when he went to space? 90. He's in his 90s now, mm-hmm. and that's his mindset. He goes, I'm going to do stuff maybe way different than I used to, but I don't plan on retiring. And it's the mindset of keeping moving forward. It can be anything. But just you have you can't just go, well, I'm going to sit on the back porch and and sip margaritas or whatever, because that's only going to last a short time. The same way if you have money as your motivator, money is only going to motivate you for a short time and then you're just going to get tired. Uh, Fame will only motivate you for a short time and then you'll get tired. But you have to find that thing. Um, I just I want to, you know, because Dan was talking, I want to let him have time because we're getting close to the end. But I just want to encourage you, no matter where you are in life right now, start thinking about that. I don't care how young you are. Take some time, take a breath, look around you, your family, friends, look at things and, and and don't be afraid to let that stuff in your life a little bit because you don't know what that can lead to for you to just have a better, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, 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 quality of living through just being mentally happy. Mm-hmm. And that's a weird thing that little things like that can do to, like John said, to have a purpose to have something to look forward to is immensely powerful. I'm done. Now. I think what I think a lot of us, I guess, and, I, and thanks. Okay. Here we lose. I need a second one. All right. So, um, I think for a lot of us, though, 
if we stop for a second and think back to the time that we don't want to talk about, right? 2020. Okay. When there was this shutdown going on and we could not do our job, what were the things that you did to fill your time? Like, I think a lot of us, you know, we kind of question about what we might have to look forward to, but if anything that was good out, it came out of that, at that time period, it was, what did you do? You know, what did you find yourself to occupy yourself? Now, granted for some of us, you know, maybe, maybe our hobby is playing golf or maybe our hobby is, you know, doing something at a place that was shut down. And so therefore you're like, well, I couldn't do that during that time. Okay. That's different. But if you found something that you really enjoyed at the time when you couldn't do what you currently enjoy, you have an opportunity to have something to look forward to. Start thinking about those moments to maybe use as a sounding board for possible future yeah. hobbies or retirement or just keeping that mind busy, exactly as MJ said. That that's what that's what my book's about was me realizing that I kept getting up each day doing the exact same thing aside from going out and DJing. I was creative in some way every single day. And I realized that all the years of chasing fame and fortune. I was just trying to continue to be, I just wanted more opportunities to be creative without a day job. I, I didn't want things to interrupt my creativity, you know? So that that's what I had realized. So if you can, like Dan says, if you can find that, hunt it down, you know, it's, it's so worth when you find that thing, it's, it's so valuable. As an example of, of someone who found that thing today, there was an, one of the obituaries was from a 90 year old. And he retired when he was 60-something. So he, he spent almost almost 30 years working on his love, and his love was clocks. And he would buy clocks, find them old clocks, repair them. And I think that the, the uh, they said he had over 600 clocks that he had fixed and repaired and uh, had on display at his place. But he found, he found his passion and his... Yeah, there was always another clock there, and he enjoyed working on them right up into the point that he passed away. So, it can be a variety of different things that we we have as the next the next phase. Whether it's you know at thirty years old and going to a different job, as some of the people MJ had talked about at the beginning of the show, or you know we're getting to that point where we just physically can't DJ or our passion for DJing is gone and we move on to something else. It's just you know. Somebody, I think Aaron mentions looking forward to doing nothing when when uh, when he retires. Yeah, that'll be the first month, and then month two, you you're going to be like, okay, now what? You know, you can only play golf so many days, and you can only do so many things for so long, and you need to have. You know, there have, are so have, many people that retired that I can't tell you that I know that went to then work for their kids like a month later because mm-hmm. they couldn't stand sitting at home. So I'm like, I went to go help. I'm just helping my son out for two, three days a week. And it ends up being yeah. five days a week. Yeah, exactly. But there's a reason why you have a lot of older people who end up being like the greeter at Walmart, you know, the, the yes. local librarian, you know, things like that, because they're not jobs that really require a lot of work, but you know, it's skill sets that they can do and they people want to do it. And they're like, yeah, let me fill my time with this. Um, you know, so I think it, I think it's valuable to, to find those pieces, um, of some sort mm-hmm. that it is. So MJ, you mentioned, of course, if you were to step back, you would still, you've got the creative things and you would still want to do, have a creative outlet. If you stepped away from the industry, do you think you would miss the DJ industry if you stepped away from it? If you found other creative outlets, such as writing children's books, it, it's, um, I was going to say earlier when I started laughing, I was going to say, I'm going to DJ till the day I can no longer say, no, I'm not playing country music. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, when country music starts to sound good, MJ will be retiring. There, there you go. Um, <laughs> it's it's odd because I, as I'm releasing this album next week, I look back at the days when I was a vocal singer, and I absolutely love singing. It is such a release to me that I can't begin to tell you. It's like taking a deep breath when you really need a deep breath. That's what it's like to me. Hmm. But as I aged, the stuff I was doing, I didn't fit into that world anymore. So I knew, like we talk about walking away, I knew that wasn't where I was going to be. I would have to kind of reinvent the music that I did and everything to keep doing that. DJing was just always something that was there. So looking back at singing, I could say the same thing. I look back at DJing, there'll be a part of me that wants to keep doing it. I'll just have to find a way maybe to do it differently. I'm probably going to, like like I said, singing. I could see myself getting back to singing somehow, somewhere for fun. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know because it's just, I'm, I would DJ somehow. Sure. It's, it's just, it, I would figure out a way to do it. Just like I said, with everything else that I'm viewing in life and looking at these things, I'm, I'm, you would miss some stuff, but you're like, well, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I have no reason not to. I have no reason not to, you know, if I enjoy it, I'm going to do it. Screw everybody else. I don't care. <laughs> like, like for real, like I would find ways. I would tell people, you know, Hey, can I come be your opening set this weekend? You don't have to pay me. You know, people would jump at having someone well, sir, you can, opening set for free. You can, but it'll be jello time when you're doing that. And then after that, it will be. They're like, yeah, can you stay an extra hour? No way. I'm in bed soon. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, there's a thing in this town that does an in bed by 10 party. That's a whole industry right there for people that the dance is over at 9 p.m. I'm up for that one. So it's you could find anything. And I, I don't know if I there's parts of DJing I want to walk away from because mm-hmm. I hate every week when I download music. I'm putting money in the pockets of artists that I wish would fail. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's so much. That's one of my, my hated parts of DJing is the music that I have to download and play and carrying equipment. I don't like that. So I'd figure out something. But I guarantee I would miss it, so I would have to do something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Dan, how about yourself? If you stop DJing, could you stop DJing cold turkey basically and and uh, be good with it? I don't think I could. That word cold turkey, you just threw me there. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I don't think I could. I, you know, I, I say that, but as, as MJ was talking, I think about when I stepped away from from the bar scene mm-hmm. right and and i almost said the club scene but i know better because mj's here we've, yeah, we've uh, when that. i stepped away from the bar scene like and and i caught to a point and you know a couple of years, you know at first it was it was hard it was like i kind of missed it a couple of years later then i'm like you know what I, I i don't miss dealing with the drunk people anymore like like that was that was you know the the pain in the butt so and and when i stepped away from radio it was it was hard so i but i have the mobile side and so that that would be my piece. I don't know at this point where I'm at what I would do to still have that DJ esque piece that I would have and not DJ. Right? Like like you know, because when I stopped doing the, the bar when I stopped doing radio, I, I still had the bar, the bar club and I still had my my mobile. When I stepped away from the, the bar scene, I still had my mobile when I step away from the mobile, yeah, I know there's other things I can do like we've talked about, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if that would be enough. Hmm. Interesting. 
I think that nobody knows. You just kind of have to move as it goes because that's where, like I said, past two years, I'm looking at my life and going, hmm, this is different, but this is okay. And I agree with you. You can only take drunk 20-somethings so long. Mm -hmm. And then they make no sense even when you know they don't make sense, but you love them because they go, oh, I love this song. And you feel their energy, and that energy is so addictive. But there, you just have to find, like I said, you will, if you look for it, you will find it. And that's what I kind of want to encourage you. I still, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing in 10 years because I didn't think I would be here 10 years ago. But I'm here and it's not horrible. Even though I have to continually hear comments about an average band. San Francisco. From San Francisco, yeah. So up next, uh, in just about eight minutes, uh, Howie's getting the, the chill room together, djntv.com slash chill. You can bounce out there and hang out. They're going to uh, do a little recording uh, for the first 20 minutes or so. So if you're part of the show, you camera on and things are on. Otherwise, uh, kind of hang out in the background. And then once they're done recording, then he'll open it up to have a gab session for the evening. And then tomorrow night, we'll be streaming one of the shows at 9 o'clock Eastern from last week or the week before, whichever. I don't know which one we have up. I think last week's. And then at uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, Brian and Jay and Howie will be doing the Tuesday Night Music Show in the Chill Room. Again, djntv.com slash chill. You can pop out there and catch that uh, recording and, and hang out time. It's a great time to talk music and learn about uh, some parts of the music industry that many of us don't know about that uh, those three guys have, have either experienced or have been involved with or know way more than the average person about. So it gets to be kind of a fun time. Virtual, uh, last week's Virtual Expo, uh, by the way, djntv.com slash virtual expo. That's where we put those every week, and it's going to be there. So if you djntv.com vir slash virtual expo, you can go there and catch last week's show where we talked about uh, burnout and having a lot of people share their thoughts and tips of how they avoid burnout. And it was a great show, so if you get a chance, check that out. And for those of you that may be thinking about what could I possibly do, there was also some things that people used to, to not just avoid burnout, but to kind of keep their minds busy and to kind of help them. So that, you know, as we're thinking also long-term, you might be able to pick up a new hobby that you might want to try and see if it's something you like. Yes. Like listening to San Francisco-based bands. Great hobby. Great hobby. I suppose we need Come to go. take us home, please. <laughs> So on that note, thank you very much for taking time out of your night to join us. We are very appreciative of what you do because without you guys, then we would just be three of us like talking on a camera and, and yeah, it would just wouldn't have the same impact. But uh, again, thank you very much. Have yourself a great night. Don't forget about Howie in the chill room and we'll see you next week. Everybody. Bye.